The once mighty Memphis Grizzlies continue their tumble down the NBA standings. Now 1-7 on the season and 0-4 at home at FedEx Forum, where they once were one of the NBA's best. They are remaining winless on this young season after their defeat at the hands of the Miami Heat. We're going to talk about how that loss came into being, how concerned I am about a group of players in particular, and giving a shout-out to Jaron Jackson Jr., who showed up for Memphis in this one. Let's lock in. You are Locked On Grizzlies, your daily Memphis Grizzlies podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to this episode of Lockdown Grizzlies, a post-Grizzlies heat edition of Lockdown Grizzlies. So thankful wherever you're taking in the show, be it on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts, you are checking out this edition of the show. I am Joe Mullinax of Bluff City Media. I am flying solo on this episode to Michael Cole there in FedEx Forum, finishing up his work for the Commercial Appeal as the Memphis Grizzlies beat writer for that publication. So again, post-game, especially for home games, You've got me talking Grizzlies basketball with you. And in this particular case, it's Grizzlies heat. And we'll get back into that here momentarily. But first, this episode of Lockdown Grizzlies is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50 plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Again, we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. You can also check us out on YouTube as proud members of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team each and every day. Rate, comment, rate, review, subscribe. However you want to interact with the show, please do so, whether you're an everydayer who comes and gets on with Locked On Grizzlies the very first time you're able to see it, or you're somebody giving us a shot for the first time. Thank you so much for joining me. I know DeMichael appreciates it. I certainly appreciate it. And we're glad you are with us wherever you are taking in this episode of Lockdown Grizzlies. And I want to start, because again, there's lots that you can talk about. And these Lockdown episodes, they're 30 or so minutes. And if you followed my career, I've been doing this for a while. I could talk for a really long time. I like that Lockdown makes me kind of concentrate a little bit more and limit my ramblings. I want to start with the idea that the loss to the Miami Heat, a game where the Memphis Grizzlies competed admirably, they were within three points, they fought back, they didn't lie down, they competed well in the third quarter in particular, cutting into a lead, they were down by numerous possessions very late in the contest, within the last minute, they forced some turnovers, Santi Aldama, who we'll talk more about throughout the show, um, made a big three got them within a literal three-point bucket of tying up the game in a very improbable fashion. So they competed, and they're undermanned, right? They did not have a lot of different guys that could have theoretically helped them, right? John Conchar, for example, Derek Rose, obviously John Moran still out with suspension, up and down, left and right, all the way through. You can go about uh, the, the current limitations of this Grizzlies roster. The idea that Taylor Jenkins, who is not without flaw, I do think that's important to point out, the overhelping defensively continues to be a massive point of frustration. I get that. I support that. 
I don't understand why it's so difficult for him to make an adjustment. Now, he is a protege of Mike Budenholzer, who is no longer the Milwaukee Bucks head coach, uh, partially for the reason of his inability to make adjustments, right? So I do think that's important to understand. There's a level of stubbornness to him that maybe he never kicks. But we continue to see the Grizzlies offering up all sorts of open threes to their opponents. And we continue to see, in this particular case, the Miami Heat shoot 39% from three in this contest. That allows for them to have a pretty successful evening. That's right in line with their season average. They shoot about 38% or they shot about 38% going into this game. And, you know, right on, right on target, right? 39%. The Memphis Grizzlies shoot a heck of a lot worse than that. And that's where I'm going with this. Like, if you want to talk about Taylor Jenkins' defensive ideals, I'll have that conversation. If you want to talk about Taylor Jenkins and his rotations, there was a time where Santi Aldama and Kenneth Lofton Jr. were on the floor together. That should never, ever happen. Never, ever, ever. You need to pair either of those dudes with a Bismack Biombo or Jaron Jackson Jr. Santi and Lofton should never be on the floor at the same time. So you know me in terms of my criticisms of Kenneth Lofton Jr. in the past. I He had an okay game. He only played seven minutes, but he did some good things while he was out there. None of this is Kenneth Lofton Jr.'s fault, right? <laughs> I am of the mind that while Jenkins bears responsibility as the head basketball coach, he doesn't shoot the basketball, right? He's not out there being a starting guard in the NBA and shooting a combined eight of 30, like Marcus Smart and Desmond Bain did in this contest. He's not out there basically getting cardio, extended exercise, like the wings of the Memphis Grizzlies did that are supposed to be first-round picks that are supposed to be producers. And we'll talk more about them later in the show. But he, he is not that guy. If you want to question the development, if you want to question the selection of those guys, and again, we'll talk more about that. I am more than willing to have that conversation. But at some point, it's a make-or-miss league. And Marcus Smart and Desmond Bain, two of your three veterans that you are counting on, they have to make freaking shots. Desmond Bain has to get used to the idea that he is going to be the focus of opposing game plans. He is their best offensive weapon, the best offensive player for the Memphis Grizzlies. That is Desmond Bain. When John Morant's not on the floor, Des is going to be the focal point of anybody's game plan. So even if you want to subscribe blame to Taylor Jenkins for that, well, clearly they didn't execute because Des had a cold night. Okay. There were some open shots that Desmond Bain missed. There were some open shots that Marcus Smart missed. There were open shots that Marcus Smart missed off of looks that I have asked for here on Locked on Grizzlies that DeMichael and I had disagreements about. With Desmond Bain being the guy on ball, coming off of a screen, dribble penetration, kicking out to Marcus Smart in the corner. That's the kind of shot that I want Marcus Smart to take in rhythm without having to create for anybody else but himself offensively. And he missed. Doesn't mean he's always going to miss. Maybe it's an off night. But you need more from your starting backcourt than 8 of 30. You're not going to win a game. Again, we're going to talk about a lot more about issues in other positions. 
But when your two veterans, you know, one of our keys to this game from yesterday's show was the idea of playing the big three even. Jaron Jackson Jr., who we're going to talk, we're, we're, we're going to give him his flowers at the end of the show to try to end this on a positive note. Jaron Jackson Jr. played Bam Adebayo to a draw, at least in my opinion. The numbers don't necessarily fully back that up. Obviously, Adebayo is a plus 15. Jaron was a minus five. Who you're playing with matters, right? Bam Adebayo didn't make a single three. Jaron was two for eight. Jaron was not the rebounder that Adebayo was. You could probably say Adebayo outplayed Jaron, but it wasn't like it was a sweeping defeat. They competed pretty admirably. And, you know, Jaron was able to get his shots. Bam was able to get what he wanted. But the other key was Jimmy Butler, Kyle, La- or excuse me, Jimmy Butler and Tyler Hero had to be played to a draw at least, maybe a little bit outplayed by Desmond Bain and Marcus Martin. That didn't happen. Jimmy Butler was 5 of 13, only scored 15 points. Only scored 15 points. Tyler Hero got injured, rolled his ankle. We hope he's okay long term. He didn't return. He only played eight minutes. Kyle Lowry steps in. 17 points, 11 rebounds, nine assists, and 35 minutes played. Kyle Lowry and this year, 2023, outplaying Desmond Bain and Marcus Smart. You are not going to win. That's not a coaching thing, in my opinion. That is a, you need your players that are making hundreds of millions of dollars in the case of Desmond Bain over the next five years to play basketball at a higher level than they did in this contest. That's the reality. Again, defensive rotations, the way that they execute, who's playing with who, I'll have that conversation. And that adds up over the span of a game. But forgive me. Dear listener, dear viewer, if I'm not going to watch that contest against Miami and look at those numbers, 8 of 30 from the field, and immediately say that the coaching was the number one issue. You got to score. You got to make layups. You got to make open shots. If those two guys do that three or four more times, Memphis wins the game. And we're having a completely different conversation about that than we are currently. Even with all the issues that Smart and Bain faced, They were not the biggest problem in this game, at least not for me. I'm going to talk about what really bothered me from this game coming up next here on Locked On Grizzlies. But first, this episode of Locked On Grizzlies is brought to you by eBay Motors. eBay Motors is really a fantastic service, and we're really excited about this new partnership with eBay Motors. They have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Basketball host Josh Lloyd, to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. Whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting the scouring the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit your roster. So let's see who Josh has picked out for us on this week's eBay Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. A familiar name for us here at Lockdown Grizzlies, Bismack Biombo, Xavier Tillman currently out due to injury, knee soreness, of course. Day-to-day, but he might miss another game or two. Biombo could continue to see starts, getting boards and blocks to anybody's fantasy team. Oh, and by the way, another potential pick for Josh as a pickup would be Dylan Brooks, an old friend of ours, again, here uh, covering the Grizzlies on Lockdown Grizzlies. Dylan Brooks is one of the best shooters in the NBA at this time. We know firsthand that's not going to stick. But he's going to continue to get a lot of minutes of playing, and he's going to get steals. He's going to rack up his role excellently. 
Josh Lloyd is helping you win your fantasy championship, and eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. It's the exact same thing with your vehicle. Anytime that you have a car that you have so many wonderful memories with, don't you want to do your best to keep that vehicle running in the best shape possible so you can really just enjoy each and every moment with such a dream car? With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure that your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time every time or your money back plus at these prices you're burning rubber not cash so keep your ride or die vehicle alive at ebaymotors.com ebay guaranteed fit only available to united states customers eligible items only exclusions apply i'm not as worried about marcus smart i'm not as worried about desmond Bain. those struggles don't bother me as much right what bothers me and by me, I mean Joe Molinax of Bluff City Media flying solo, hosting this episode of Lockdown Grizzlies. What bothers me is the reality that is staring the Memphis Grizzlies in the face. And I'm going to start this conversation with a guy by the name of Haywood Highsmith, right? And if you watch the Grizzlies heat game, you know exactly who Haywood Highsmith is. He started for the Memphis Grizzlies, technically as their power forward. But he is a roughly six foot five, six foot six, PJ Tucker esque. He's not a forward or power forward. He's a combo forward. Again, six foot five. He starts alongside Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Kyle Lowry, and Tyler Hero. This guy replaces Kevin Love in the starting lineup recently, and Miami continues to see some success because of it. He's a good defender. I don't mean this as an insult to Haywood Highsmith in any way, shape, or form. He was plus 12 in the game and 27 minutes played, five for seven from the field, made two threes, including one major three uh, that helped kind of stem the tide of momentum when Memphis was putting a run together. Three blocks and six foot five-ish combo forward, two steals, so five total stocks, again, in 27 minutes of play. Combo forward. The Memphis Grizzlies. Do, I have, do they have some combo forwards that they've added to their roster in the last couple of years? Oh, they do. They do, you say, dear listener, dear viewer. Oh, you might be referencing David Roddy. You might be referencing Jake LaRavia, who couldn't even get on the floor, right? But Joe, we listened to the episode yesterday. He got demoted to the G League. He got called back up for the game. He was on the bench. Luke Kennard, 27 minutes played. Santi Aldama, 26 minutes played. And I'm glad they played those minutes. We'll talk more about that at the end of the show. The Grizzlies reserves outplayed the Miami reserves. Even with all the depth issues, particularly Aldama and Kennard help pace the Grizzlies bench and lead them to outplaying the reserves of the Miami Heat. But there was not one. Combo forward. David Roddy got 13 minutes, but one for two from the field, three rebounds, one steal, four points scored. First round pick, former first round pick. Jake LaRavia doesn't even see the floor. Zaire Williams, who in fairness to Zaire Williams is more of a perimeter guy, right? I've talked about that before, and I do believe that. That's important. That's significant. 
But Haywood Highsmith is similar in that way. There's no reason that Zaire couldn't compete in that realm, in that ilk, right? 21 minutes played for Zaire Williams, one for nine from the field. So if you're keeping count at home, I already talked about Bain and Smart being eight of 30 from the floor. You add in Zaire Williams, one for nine, that is nine for 39 from your key perimeter players. Nine for 39 shooting. That's Taylor Jenkins' fault, I guess, according to some of you. The fact that those guys couldn't score the basketball when they had opportunities, I'm not going to put that at the feet of the coach. Again, you want to talk defensive rotations and overhelping. You want to talk about partnerships in the front court. I'll listen to that stuff. At some point, you got to make a damn basket. Taylor Jenkins isn't out there shooting. And Zaire Williams, who's been given every opportunity to be the guy, two rebounds in 21 minutes played. Two steals, that's a plus. Good for Zaire there. But here's the kicker. Here's the thing that I'm really struggling with on this episode of Locked on Grizzlies, my friend. Haywood Highsmith had 14 points. Undrafted Haywood Highsmith. Haywood Highsmith, who came out of Division II Wheeling, was Division II Player of the Year, played in Germany for a season overseas, no disrespect. Again, I want to stress that. He has played his way into the NBA. I would love to have Haywood Highsmith on the Memphis Grizzlies. Love it. It would help a lot. There is no reason why Haywood Highsmith should be outplaying the likes. And again, Highsmith is 26 years old. So if you want to give him that veteran aspect. But in terms of physical talent, if Haywood Highsmith was more physically gifted, he would not have had the journey to the NBA that he had. Zaire Williams has more physical gifts. Jake LaRavia has more physical gifts. David Roddy has more physical gifts. And yet, Haywood Highsmith outscores both all three of those guys. LaRavia didn't even play. But two points for Zaire, four points for Roddy, 14 points for Haywood Highsmith. Again, if you want to blame the front office, like we talked about yesterday, and people are, oh, here's Joe Mullinax calling a, a class a bus after a year. What's the goal here? If we're talking about trying to compete for a championship, which was the stated goal before this one and seven start to the season, revisionist history is fun to play, but it's not accurate. They are in a position where, and, and Zach Kleiman has said it himself, should we really have doubled and quadrupled down and tripled down on youth? No. <laughs> no, you shouldn't have. You shouldn't have done that. Because now you're in a position where you have a player like Haywood Highsmith, 26 years old, undrafted out of Division II Wheeling, outplaying not one, but two first-round picks. And being on the floor when a third first-round pick was not able to even break the rotation for a team that was down several players due to injury and suspension. What does that say? What does that say about what Memphis is able to do in terms of trades? Who wants Jake LaRavia? Who watches Zaire Williams right now and thinks, you know what? I want to take a swing on that guy. He's worth a, a second-round pick and a veteran contributor. Nobody's saying that. Nobody wants these guys. That is a massive concern when you are so 
interested in specific aspects of a player's game, like the Grizzlies front office is, and those players don't hit, their trade value is lower than anything you can realistically expect in return because you see them as more valuable than other teams do. And that is the conundrum that faces these Grizzlies. Marcus Smart's going to play better offensively. Desmond Bain sure as heck is going to play better offensively. What makes me nervous is that I don't know that I see a path where these wings play better right now. Jaw comes back and everybody improves a little bit, but what will the team look like? How much growth can these wings have between now and then to try to help cover up what is happening to this Grizzlies offense in particular? Because the defense didn't play terribly at times. They did some good things. The Memphis offense remains a major issue. And there's no one to help. So until there is some rhythm found, until there are some deviations from scheme, again, that's a place where we can have a conversation about Jenkins. Until that stuff happens, these problems are going to continue. But again, one of nine from your starting small forward on an offense that desperately needs that position to score. What more? What, what are we talking about? It's pretty obvious. It's staring you right in the face what the issue is. We're going to end this episode of Locked on Grizzlies on a positive note coming up next. But first, this episode of Locked on Grizzlies is brought to you by Jace Medical. We spend a lot of time talking together, you and I, right? And we get fired up together on wins, losses. I yell, you listen, you yell at me on the YouTube comments. We have a lot of fun, and I'm thankful for the connection that we have together. Today here, I want to chat about something a little more personal. VR friends over at Jace Medical, I just learned that you can get a one-year supply of ED medications. Do you realize what that means if you have extended travel coming up, any sort of issue in the supply chain, as you know nowadays, that could come at any moment, you're covered. You don't have to worry about whether or not you can refill your generics for Cialis, Viagra, or Revadio prescriptions. This is all possible because of Jace Medical. And of course, Jace Medical does far more than just ED medications. You can go online right now at jacemedical.com to receive a 12-month supply of daily medications. And remember that promo code locked on at checkout for a discount as well. A verified customer has this to say about Jace. I am thankful for this service. Supply chain issues caused me to cut pills in half to use it or to have them. I ordered most of my daily meds with a year supply. I also ordered an antibiotic kit. I feel secure now. Prices are lower than local pharmacies. I highly recommend this to everyone. Sounds good to me. If you or someone you love would like to get some peace of mind by having a year supply of any daily med, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. Remember to use the promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off your purchase. When we come back, ending on a positive note on this episode of Locked on Grizzly. Stay with us. Welcome back to Locked on Grizzlies. I am Joe Molinax of Bluff City Media. Again, flying solo in this episode of the show to Michael Cole, my partner of the Commercial Appeal there in Memphis, Tennessee. He's the Memphis Grizzlies beat writer for that publication. I don't know if you know this or not, but he's pretty busy on these home game days. So wherever we can, I will get that episode solo. He can focus on his duties there, and we'll welcome him back to close out our week here on Lockdown Grizzlies on our next episode. Positivity. Right, I feel like I've been pretty negative so far this show. So let's end on a positive note. Before I get to the star of the game, I do want to shout out Santi Aldama and Luke Kennard. Because as I mentioned, I alluded to a little bit earlier in the show, these are two guys that helped power the Grizzlies reserves. 
and helped them outplay the Miami Heat reserves. Duncan Robinson and Javier Jaquez Jr., Jaquez Jr., those were the two leading reserves for the Miami Heat, and they scored a combined 20 points. The reserves for the Grizzlies that were leading the way, Aldama and Kennard scored a combined 25 points. Aldama did not have the most efficient offensive night, 5 of 14 from the field, but he did have eight rebounds, two steals, a block. He contributed to the Grizzlies getting back into the game and remaining competitive. Luke Kennard hitting three major three-point shots, three assists. I've talked vehemently over and over again about wanting to ha- see Luke have the chance to be more of a creator for others. He got that window, and he took advantage of it in the game against the Heat. So kudos to Aldama and Kennard. Those would be my two other stars. And a honorable mention to Bismack Biombo, who almost logged a double-double, 10 rebounds, 9 points. Really just a steadying presence when the Grizzlies need him to be just that, a pro's pro there at center. The player of the game was Jaron Jackson Jr. And like I mentioned throughout the program here, Desmond Bain's going to shoot the basketball better. I'm obviously not out on Desmond Bain. It was an off night. He has to continue to get comfortable being the focal point of opposing teams' defensive game plans. Jaron Jackson Jr. was able to get to the free throw line 10 times. He shot 80% on those attempts. He had two assists. He had only four rebounds, which certainly could have been better in 33 minutes played. But he played 33 minutes, and he scored an efficient 28 points on 18 shots. He continues to show signs of evolution, right? His ability to score at the basket, to create off the dribble, not just for himself, for others as well. Those two assists stand out to me as he continues a career high campaign to this point in terms of assist percentage. We are seeing him develop game in and game out into a more complete basketball player. And obviously that's in the best interest of Jaron since he is in the process of trying to become the Grizzlies third max contract guy. He's extension eligible starting next season. He is not a a max contract player at this moment. He is currently the Grizzlies' third highest paid player. Technically, Desmond Bain's contract hasn't kicked in yet, so he's still the second highest paid player. But in terms of the money going into next season, uh, Bain and Morant will both make more money than Jaron. He likely will flip that script, but any chance he has to show the evolution of his game, the growth of his game, considering he's still under the age of 25, eligible for those rankings that we'll probably talk about on tomorrow's episode. I want to make sure I save those for when DeMichael is around, kind of rein me in a little bit. I get a little hot and bothered in terms of my anger when it comes to ESPN for those lists. If you've been checking out Lockdown Grizzlies in the past, if you haven't, make sure you tune into our Friday episode. I'm sure you'll hear a real humdinger dinger of a show. Um, but Jaron created off the dribble. Jaron was able to get in the post. Jaron was able to get to the free throw line, hit most of his free throws. He is finding himself. And when the team needed him, he was able to step up and be the man in this contest. Desmond Bain won't always have it. John Morant, when he comes back, won't always have it. You have to be realistic. You have to be fair. These guys are human. But against a tough matchup, Gets a tough matchup with Bam Adebayo. Jaron was able to get his looks. That doesn't mean Bam didn't get off, go off and have success. He had 30 points, 11 rebounds. Again, as I mentioned earlier in the show, you could argue Bam outplayed Jaron. But Bam is widely viewed as one of the best centers in the NBA. Jaron is maybe a tier below that nationally. He hung, and he was a major piece of Memphis being in this contest. 
Every other starter for the Memphis Grizzlies had a negative plus minus except for Jaron, or at least a double-digit negative plus minus. Jaron was at a minus five. The reserves, like I mentioned, all of them were positives. Even, you know, David Roddy. David Roddy was a plus 10 in the 13 minutes he logged. Jacob Gilliard was a plus 10 in 15 minutes. He had a good game as well, competed well. I liked his four assists, no turnovers. He hit two key threes too. But Jaron was the star. Jaron did what you need stars to do. If Bain had been able to meet that even a little bit more, again, the conversation and tone of this episode of Lockdown Grizzlies is vastly different. But Bain wasn't able to meet that call in this contest. Jaron Jackson Jr. was, and he is a major reason why the game was as close as it was. So kudos to Jaron Jackson Jr. Kudos to Kennard. Kudos to Aldama. Big game coming up against the Utah Jazz. That'll be the focus of our next episode of Lockdown Grizzlies. I'm sure that Michael will have plenty of information about the team going into that game that we can discuss. But I'm just really impressed with how Jaron still has flaws, just like all of us do, but the growth. There's continued growth in his game, and he took another leap forward, at least in my opinion, against the Miami Heat, despite the loss, despite the fact that the Memphis Grizzlies are now 1-7, 0-4 at home. That's one of the most depressing parts of all of this. The last two seasons, the Grizzlies had one of the best home court advantages in the entire NBA. And it is, you know, the end of the second week in November, basically, just about. And Memphis is still yet to win a home basketball game. Hopefully that ends Friday night against the Jazz. Thank you so much for checking out Lockdown Grizzlies wherever you are checking it out over on YouTube, wherever you are liking, commenting, rating, reviewing, subscribing, wherever you get your podcasts. It is appreciated. I know DeMichael, my co-host, appreciates it. I most certainly do as well. As an everydayer, hopefully that's what you are. If you're not an everydayer, hopefully you become one. Making sure that you're checking out Lockdown Grizzlies for your Memphis Grizzlies content each and every time a new episode drops. As I mentioned, Our next episode, lots to discuss. ESPN drops their top 25 under 25 and puts Tyrese Halliburton in front of Jobber Morant. You think I was going to let ESPN go unscathed for that insanity? Of course not. You have the Utah Jazz coming to town for another in-season tournament game. Might be a good time for my hot take on the in-season tournament as well with uh, my dear partner, DeMichael Cole. And like I said, going into that Friday episode, DeMichael will probably have some insights, not just on what happened against the Heat, but going forward with this team as they try to get into a groove and try to put some wins together to get out of the hole that they've dug for themselves. Thank you again, wherever you are, for checking out Lockdown Grizzlies. I am Joe Mullinax. Next time, DeMichael and I will be together to close out your week. But until then, stay locked in. Catch you next time.